welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, aka Mr. Probs, aka Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences. But it can also feel like I'm a worship pastor, and I'm a production pastor, and these are are our problems. problems. Welcome to episode 67 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to encourage, equip, and entertain worship and tech leaders all over the world. What's up? Big Tasty! What is up? Bro, did you know we are closing in on almost two hundred thousand streams of our podcast it is unreal because the fam is faithful (coughs) right like (coughs) i choked you up man you okay you did like (laughs) man i think back to our very first episode we are keeping your identity a secret as a ploy to get followers let's just be (laughs) honest and we hadn't really talked about it and we were like, you know, we, at that point, I think we were at like 22,000 followers on Instagram. Nobody knew who we were on this podcast. And you were like, if you'll get us to 50,000 likes on Instagram, we'll reveal my identity. I thought that'll never, never happen. happen, you know, and then 72,000 <laughs> followers later, you know, and then now, like I said, close to 200,000 200, streams of That's the podcast, like, man. you know, but like, it's not about the numbers and all that. Like what it's, man, what's about for Brian and I, it's really all of the, uh, the emails that we get, the DMS of like churches that are being impacted. Uh, man, I, I, we, we can't say this enough. You just have no clue how much we love you guys. It's awesome. Like man. they're so man, awesome that you guys are amazing. We believe in what you're doing. We believe in your calling. And so to think that we might have just a, a small part in what God is doing in your life and in your ministry, man, we're just, we don't take it for granted peeps. We don't, we love you all. We love you all. And so, okay. So here's a great example of what our people are like. We're we're in some, uh, some DM like chat groups with some other Christian meme accounts. Okay. If you've ever watched a live, you see all of them getting in there and trying to watch us make us laugh during the mm-hmm. IG lives. So a lot of them get, you know, the internet's crazy, right? It's full of crazy. It's people. full of crazy. So a lot of them get a lot of crazy in their comment section of their memes. And do you know, if on the rare occasion we get somebody crazy, the nation takes care of it. Right? They, it's they police uh, it's this so thing, fun man. to watch it, baby. It. It's I so fun it. to watch. Yeah, These man. We're just people. so thankful. Um, do you want to tell them? It's finally coming. We have a launch date. <laughs> bum bum bum. The WLP Coaching Network guys is coming. It's coming. We've been working on this one for a <laughs> while. Let me tell for you. For a hot minute. Yes, we have. <laughs> a real hot minute. So, you know, one of the things that we always thought was really unique that God brought Jeremy and I together. So you got a worship pastor and a production pastor. That's then, right. Then the very sophisticated Scott Longyear joined us and we add a senior pastor. So that's pretty unique, right? In our world, you've got the, all three positions represented. And so we've been talking about this, the three of us for a long time, and it is coming it is coming so the beginning of may we're going to be launching a coaching network and uh so you actually get to jump into some online coaching with myself with brian and with scott long year and uh we have some hand-picked coaches yep. that are 
they are debased. They're fire. It's going to be. They are fire. Mm-hmm. And so oh, we just can't. I just can't. I'm just, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am. I'm pumped, dude. So, dude. So if you guys remember episodes 13 and 14 of our podcast, right? Uh, we interviewed the guys from MXU. Mm, yes. um, and MXU is um, Lee Fields, who is the creative pastor for Bayside, where Lincoln Brewster is on staff. Uh, and so Lee mixes for Lincoln and Lee mixes all over the country. Right. And then that was, yeah. And then you got Jeff, Jeff Sandstrom, who mixed for Tomlin for 10 years. He's been out with Lauren Daigle. He actually mixed the Passion event. Um, right. And then you have, at that time, you had Andrew Stone, who was the production director for Church on the Move. And uh, Andrew passed away tragically last year. Uh, but those three guys, they, they do this MXU thing. And it's all about making better front of house mixers. Mm-hmm. And so they do this event called MXU All Access. And so what it is, they rent this ginormous house up in Nashville, Tennessee. And if you get through the application process, you get picked. They will bring your console in and you'll bring your tracks and your show file. And you will then proceed to mix in front of them. And then they will critique and help you work on your show file. Uh, and then, so you can either pay to be a mixer if you get through, or you can just like, there's some seats just to go and experience these three or four days. Well, your boy, Jeremy got picked. So in uh, the week after Easter, like if that's not the best week ever, um, <laughs> I'm going to be flying up to Nashville and I'll take, they'll be bringing in the Midas Pro X and I'm bringing my show files and a waves rack. And I will, I am going to mix in front of the best of the best in our field. Holy moly. And get critiqued. Dude. So Dude. I need some prayer. I'm a little nervous on that one. <laughs> you, but, you need me to come and give you something to mix? Oh, yeah. If you can make this sound good, you're going to get like the Golden Eagle or whatever the award is that they give away at the beginning of this, at the end of this. Is it called the Golden Eagle? That's what I, I don't even. I don't even know if there is an award. but There should be. But the reality is I've already made that sound good. Yeah. <laughs> <It's- laughs> I did, didn't I? <laughs> you did. You did. And that is no small accomplishment. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Dude, so what's going on in your world? What's going on in church? What's going on in ministry right now? How are um, you living? Yeah. So you guys, we've all turned the corner. We're headed to Easter. We are. And Easter's so, coming. Yeah. We're trying to figure that out. At the same time, we're kind of living into the campus world and how that works and all that. <laughs> so, you know, we're... Um, how many campuses are you guys up to now? So we have three off-site, and then we have one uh, on our campus. That is, uh, we have a, a building called the Impact Center, which is a food and clothing pa- pantry. And so, you know, there are hundreds of families that come through there every week. And so um, that's a, also a campus. And so we technically have four, and then we we support all of them in worship and production. And so, wow. yeah, so there, there's three of us and one so of like, them spends 85% of his time in student worship. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you're, are you providing all of the volunteers and everything that are going off to all these campuses? Yes, sir. Wow. And then like, are you picking the sets Yes, sir. for each one of these? Or are you doing like a global set that every, like if whatever you're doing it, do you guys consider yourself a main campus? Yeah. So we're kind of close to a global set, but that is new. So like for the first year and a half, I went from doing just our main campus to doing completely different sets for all of them. So wow. 
different lyric packages, different music packages, everything. And so we are mostly global in terms of the set, except for one of the campuses that the, this was like a relaunch of a church and okay. the church that used to be there is, was maybe a little more traditional. And okay. so they do, uh, there's a hymn included every week in that, in that set list, but okay. yeah, it's, uh, it's keeping us hopping. That would now, be a do, nice way to say it. <laughs> what are you, what are you actually providing for each one of your campuses? Like I know you guys are on full Ableton tracks and all that. Is any of the other campuses using Ableton? Like, or um, is it you're just kind of doing lyrics and chord sheets and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, we're not. Uh, one of them kind of uses Ableton in that it's it's completely, it is completely different than anything we've ever done or are doing now. So they do, it's a Sunday night service. It's uh, centered around a community meal. And yeah. so... Um, the, the campus pastor, his vision is to have a really short set list, uh, like a list of songs, um, that they pull from. And so, okay. uh, our student guy, Jared has provided, uh, Ableton tracks for them for like 10 tunes and they just pick from those 10 oh, cool. um, all the time. And so it's, it is, uh, I think we're on the verge of simplifying this tremendously in that all of the campuses will be together every weekend, but they will not be together with the main camp campus every weekend. Okay. So, yeah, it is. Gotcha. Yeah. It's like uh, juggling chainsaws <laughs> <laughs> with mittens on. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. But you That's know, awesome. at the same time, we're, we, we're seeing, uh, you know, people really identify with the mission of those campuses in the neighborhoods where they are baptisms and all kinds of stuff. So, it's really cool. Um, it's just, That's we, awesome. we kind of jokingly say we are learning to fly the plane while we are building it. So, <laughs> Dude, isn't that church ministry much in, church, like right? in general though? <laughs> like, I think <laughs> we can all say that. Dude, I had this morning, you ever get like, just like throat punches from the Lord? Mm, I do. And it, mine are always like over the same thing. Mm. Um, I have a tendency in my life where like I struggle with being Martha and not being able to just be Mary. So like I'm always doing, 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 I can, sometimes my head can get like, my heart is right. Sometimes, you know, like be to behind like, man, all this is for the Lord and we want to bring him glory. But like you get into, so we did this, this thing this weekend with this big, like as much as TC3, the church that I serve at could be, do like almost like a Gaither homecoming feel. That's not it at all, but it's the only way I can like explain it. But we did like hymns in like our way. Like we did this really cool, almost like John Mayer-ish version of victory in Jesus, nice. like Steve Jordan drums, like doom, doom, God, doom, 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 God. Like, and it just like grooved, nice. you know? So it was like, it was us. It was our flavor, but like, so we like changed all the stage around and moved the drums and changed input lists and brought in pipe and drape and did all the stuff and moved everybody to the middle. And we had like 12 mixes on stage and it was, I mean, it was awesome. And then we actually get to the service and like, I've been learning a lot recently on compression on vocals. And like, so I'm like trying all this stuff and we're just getting so close to dialing in our mix. Like where it's just like banging, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we had this Thursday rehearsal. It was like, it was just all about the details, all about the details this morning, all about the details, all about the details. 
And then we get, and I'm just sitting and I'm listening and I'm looking at the product of everything. And I'm like, you know, kind of feeling proud about all that I accomplished. And all of a sudden the band starts singing. They're in the ground. His body lay light of the world by darkness slain, then bursting forth in glorious day up from the grave. He rose again. And as he stands in victory, since curse has lost its grip on me for I am his and he is mine bought with the precious blood of Christ. And I sat there and I started crying because yet again, I, I, I just forget the point, you know, like it was cool what we did and it was inspiring and it was creative and it fulfilled all those needs. But not one time did I really sit down and go, man, look at these lyrics that we're singing. Like, I wonder how they're going to minister to people. It was, how are these lights going to look? And you know what I mean? And so, man, I just got, I got super convicted this morning, sitting there in worship and just like, it, it just even in the practice. And like, I'm just thankful for those times where the Lord allows me to like, bring it back home. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, he's like, okay, do your thing. I know your heart is good. You're doing this for my glory. I get all that. But like, let me just remind you for a second why you even get to do this in the first place. Yeah, that's profound. Man. So that's, ooh, yeah. it was. So then the rest of the morning was just like with a renewed focus. Like, again, it, it looked great. Sounded great. All that stuff is awesome. But like just this renewed like, you know, here in the power of Christ, I stand. Absolutely. That's why I'm here. Right. So. And without it, where would we be? I don't, I don't even want to think about it. Right. I'm pretty sure there's cocaine involved. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So I got a text from one of our singers today and uh, she is the choral director at a local high school and her little girl who's got to be, oh man, maybe six years old, five years old. She was in a, uh, like a little beginning voice lesson and the lady at, they were talking about the difference in melody and harmony. And so the teacher asked her to sing Amazing Grace. And so she started, um, <laughs> who breaks the power of sin and darkness? <laughs> and her mom texted me and said, I thought you would get a kick out of that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is fantastic. All right, my guy, you want to get into our first segment of the podcast? Mm, you know I do. And we like to call it Prayer Concerns. Every week on the Worship Leader Problems Podcast, we like to read your prayer concerns. And so prayer concerns for us in this context is um, we like to read because you guys are so willing to send them in all of the complaints that people will send you on your welcome card, your connection card, whatever you call it, at your church, uh, in that little place that says, how can we pray for you? But yet they want to let you know the lights are too bright. It's too loud. Can we get more coffee in the, out in the, in the lobby? Um, and so we like to read those things here on the podcast because, you know, here's the deal. It makes the world feel a little bit smaller when you find out <coughs> that you are not the only one dealing with those issues. Gingy dying, man. <laughs> oh, dude, I have been sick for two weeks and I have been coughing for two weeks and it's so getting... Sorry. Annoying. So, all right, Big Tasty, what do we got? I'm jumping in here. Number one, prayer concern number one. Some guy told me that my Nord was too distracting because it was red and it actually took away from the presence of the experience. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. Can't play a red Nord. Nope. Nope. Makes you angry. <laughs> Just that color red, like it's like a bull, man. Just get you all fired up. Oh, Lord. Okay, here's number two. Prayer concern number two. After worship during our midweek service, a lady lady came up to me and said that she has a passion for sewing and knitting. 
She then said that since I am a chubbier person, I must have a really hard time finding clothes. So oh, no. she wanted to let me know that whenever I want, she will happily make me an outfit free of charge. <laughs> oh, come on, fam. No, 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 no. This is an audio podcast, but you would need to see that right now. My head is literally hanging down. Like, are you kidding me right come now? Come on, man. Do not. Do not. Ever. Dude, can we go back to prayer concern number one? What if, what if you sang Love Ran Red while playing on the Red Nord? Next While level. wearing a red shirt. Triple dip. Uh, that, would that person, would they just leave and never come back? They probably would. They probably would. Come on, fam. Come on, fam. All right, number three. All right, number three. An older gentleman approaches me in the lobby after service with a straight face. You look a lot bigger on stage. And walked away. <laughs> Turns out it was Chris Tom. <laughs> Come on now. Good night. All right, number four. We once had a lady get to church early on Sunday morning. She went up to the balcony where our soundboard and floodlights were, and she threatened to break every light bulb with a hammer that she brought with her. Our youth, pa our youth pastor was there to stop her, thankfully, uh, but she waved the hammer in his face saying, you turn those lights off or else. <laughs> a literal hammer time. <laughs> oh my gosh. She brought a hammer with her. Wow. We got to pray just to make it today. <laughs> Come on now. MC Hammer. Gosh. Golly. You guys just what do you think the Lord, Lord is doing right now when he sees that happening? Like, remember the old uh, commercial with the pollution and the Indian, like, grabs yeah, something like, up and he turns and looks and there's like one tear coming down his face. <laughs> Part of me thinks he might just be laughing. Yeah, he could very well too. Because it's like... These are my people, man. <laughs> what a bunch of doinks. <laughs> okay, number five. This is the last one. Bottom of the pudding cup. One time, the former pastor's wife came up to me after church and said, I was singing and playing so loud that I was drowning out God. I replied, I don't think that's possible, but I will take it into consideration. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Drowning, you're drowning out, God. out God. Drowning Day. out God. Man, that was a good batch. Fam, you, guys, good, you guys are ringing the bell. But we appreciate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am sorry that you're having to deal with that, but man, it kind of makes my day though. Muchas gracias. Yeah. So this is for my own church. It was funny. Um, there was a lady that came up and we started talking. And she's like, well, I got a whole page of notes. And I was like, that's awesome. And then I got sidetracked. I thought it was notes from the sermon. Ooh. Oh, no. It was a full page of notes on production. Oh, come on. Are you serious? No, not at all. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I know. Lord, it's awesome. Lord, Look, Lord, Lord. guys, it happens everywhere to all of us. We just got a DM today. So I put a, a, a prayer uh, concern that somebody sent us. I put a picture of it in the Instagram story today. Yeah. A lady DM'd us. It's about fog machines. And she said, my church ever get a fog machine, I'm gone. <laughs> like, she'd hate my church what a weird thing to make i got i got three of them running <laughs> it's like what a weird thing to make i'm leaving my church because they got yeah because they got a haze machine come on now 
Well, guys, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Problems podcast. Uh, if you'd like us to read your prayer concerns live here on the podcast, all you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab, and from there, there's a quick little form you can fill out. We don't ask for your name or your church's name. It's completely anonymous. And then while you're there, click on the online store and buy a t-shirt. Do it. Please. Remember that episode of The Office where Dwight was like, do it. Five, four, three, two, do it. Do it now. Do it now. I don't. Come on, man. I didn't really watch The Office. I'm so disappointed in you. I know. <laughs> I know. It's one of my only non-redeeming qualities. <laughs> Well, guys, we're really excited for you guys to uh, hear the second part of the guys from Red Rocks. Love they are just, they were awesome. Um, God is doing a work in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And so uh, here is part two with Corey and Tyler from Red Rock. Sir, that's great. So, like, for you guys, how much, I mean, you guys do some tour stuff, right? Along with leading every weekend and stuff like that. So, like, what's the balance of like on the road versus being actually, like in the churches on Sundays or do you guys have it worked out? So it's like weekend warriors to your home for church on Sunday. Like the, what was it? Uh, casting crowns or whoever, like they would go on tour, but they were back for youth group on Wednesday, you know? You know, I I think we're still finding the balance of that. It, It ultimately comes down to this. I think all of us can say this with like, with a lot of peace is like, we are, we are worship leaders first. And then, and then, Everything outside of that is just awesome. Like, thank you, Jesus. Favor, we will take it. And but but we want to like we are shepherds, and we want to like take care of our church and our home. Yeah. And so I, I think uh, I think that we will oftentimes like we'll we'll go out on tour and then just try to be like as careful to come back and make sure we're good for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, like there, there's some things that just doesn't work out on or yeah. with. Uh, we we have. A, a big enough team where we can kind of like spread some people out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So it ends up working out. But most of the time we're back for, for church on Sunday. Awesome. That's awesome. And so like, I don't know, any good stories from the road? Like, is anything funny? Anything like oh, crazy? That's how, like one time we were, talk, we were interviewing Paul Balash. He oh, talked about like being in this church and this dude literally like comes up on stage and just starts taking his clothes off. Like, <laughs> yeah. any like fun stories or anything from the road? <laughs> Dave did that. Yeah. <laughs> One of our worship leaders did that. So uh, actually right before ex- the experience conference. Uh, <laughs> downtown Disney. It was, we're not joking right now. Oh, oh for real? No, it's a real scenario. Not all of this clothes. Not all of Oh, <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's fine. Florida, like they're so used to it, you know? Uh, kind of. Uh, kind of. It was an NSYNC song. No, the no. So there's a guy playing downtown Disney, and he he was playing just like the most incredible mashup I've ever heard. It was like all the incredible sitcoms. Like he was playing the Office theme, and then he went to Parks and Rec, and then he went. Oh yeah, all these That's incredible awesome. things. And we like everyone. We were amped. I mean, like the new one, we'd be like, yeah, you know, like. <laughs> and then he like hits the finale, and he does the Friends intro. That's right. I'll be there for you. And yeah, Dave just. <laughs> it's his shirt off. Like we have, we cannot explain to you why it happened, but we just looked over, like, whoa, this is so intense. Oh like, man, like a soccer player when they score the game winning yeah. goal, they rip their jersey off while they're exactly. sliding across the ground. <laughs> exactly what that was. Yes. It was really okay, bad. so I think I've seen. I, do you, you guys got a new album coming out soon? 
We do. We're dropping one in a couple of weeks, actually, on the thirty first. Awesome. Thirty first. Fantastic. So, so, can you tell us like a little bit? Like, um, I would imagine. Like, are you just are you guys typically just writing out of like what's happening in your church at the time, or are you like looking at the church, big C global, like every like what's kind of the heartbeat and the vibe behind this new project? Yeah. So this new project is actually uh, it's it's not any new songs. It's actually our um, our last record, um, Spark. Uh, and it's, it's, we did acoustic sessions in the loft downtown. Oh, let's go. So we brought in, oh my gosh, this incredible violinist from Springfield, Missouri. His name's Luke, but he's just, he has, he legit has perfect pitch. He's the most unreal musician I know, but, uh, we brought him in and we gender swapped all the songs. So all the, all the male led songs are now female led and all the female led songs are now male. Mm. Um, So it's just, a. It, it, and we, it wasn't supposed to be a, a project. It wasn't supposed to be something we were going to release. It was supposed to be video content. But I'll tell you what, I think for all of us, it was our favorite project so far because to prepare for this thing, we actually like, okay, we need like new vibes for these songs. Like, what are we going to do? And so we basically just got the, the whole band, all the worship leaders on at one of our campuses and we all circled up and we looked inward. And we just like took every song and got to create. It was, it was a phenomenal experience. And then we get to the event and it ended up just being like a night of worship. I, I don't think any of us will ever forget. It was, it was just so intense. Um, some of those times like that, I, in my own like space, have been some of the most profound moments of worship I've ever experienced. So like, one of the things we do with the Experience Conference stuff is when we go out to Dallas, um, Al Denson is the guy that that runs the whole thing. And I was like a eighties Christian uh, star and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so I met him. His, oh, He's did you scary. actually get to meet him at the conference? Yeah. He, one Very of the cool. funniest people He's you will ever meet in your life. He's hilarious. He's a he's a 14-year-old boy in a 58-year-old man's <laughs> <Yes>. body. <laughs> like it's really what is going on with Al. So so like we do this thing. Uh, he's got this this chapel on his ranch. Um, and it's just like we go in there, we move all the pews out of the way. We pick up the grand piano, put it in the middle of the room. Al sits down at the piano and just starts whatever the spirit moves him in to play. And we just stand around and sing. Oh. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes the conference pastor will stand up and just oh, got to put a word on his heart. People are praying for each other. So I just got to experience this, you know, two nights ago. Oh, oh And at those moments like that, where it's just like, you, you kind of throw it all away, get it all and just like, and just sing. Yeah. Those can be some of like, just profound times, dude. Oh man, just so and, and so freeing. It's it, it, it reminds you. Oftentimes, you know, as like worship leaders, you 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 have this like deep desire to, to worship, but there's also this like responsibility that comes with it. Um, and but those moments, uh, you kind of get to like push the responsibility off for a little bit, you know. And you yes. Like, oh, let's just be kids now. Let's just be. Kids. Let's just like totally vertical. Like I have my attention is not split at all. And that yeah. ended up being what that project is. So we're we're really excited to release that thing. Man, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, because like when Elevation came out with their acoustic album, what, two years ago or so? Oh my gosh. When I can't sleep and stuff and I'm just like, I just need comforted. Yeah. Give me some acoustic worship and I'm just like ready to roll. So yeah. I can't wait to hear this, dude. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Hey, so here's a question. If it, you guys are living in you're living the multi-site thing, like uh, my church is n- kind of new to that within the last year. If, if anybody's listening to this and their church is new uh, into the multi-site stuff, is there are there any words of encouragement or any 
what would you say to them? And I'm kind of asking this selfishly. Sure. Um, you can't have parallel visions. Uh, parallel vision is multivision. Multivision is division. Um, meaning you can't okay. have a subculture at this campus, a subculture at that campus, a subculture at that campus. It's all one vision. Whoever your lead pastor is, they're setting that vision and it's one church. That's, in, I mean, that, that is kind of our heart behind it. We're one church, many locations. Um, the closer we stick to the one vision, the further we go and the faster we get there, mm. the more we do the whole subculture thing. Well, I think we should do here, my demographic here, or well, what works at our campus, the more we just spin our wheels and the slower we take ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of been the thing. So, so, you know, and, and we've been doing it for a few years now and we've definitely, you know, definitely had some hiccups. We've had a lot of hiccups. We've learned from some things. Um, we are continuing to learn. We don't have it figured out by any means. Um, by any means, we just talked on this morning. Um, yeah. but, but the more, the more that everybody can come together and submit to the one vision, the, the better, man, the better, yeah. better, the better. And I think <clears throat> one thing that is important, especially from creative minded people for a multi-site to work, it just like, Flatline it. It requires humility. You're you're gonna have an idea probably that is better. Yeah. Like you're gonna have an idea that you think and and you probably know will be a better idea. But submission always yields favor. Always yeah. every time. And so wow. I I think if there's like if, if if you find yourself at a church that's doing that multi-site thing, I think uh, it w- it would be way better to be ten twelve. 20 years down the line and say like, I was faithful to my church. Look at what we did for our city. Mm. Look at Denver. Look at Evansville. Like, like look, look <laughs> at this city. Look at, look at what's different now. And it, and it, and it, it cost me something. It yes. cost me my, my creativity at moments. It cost me my opinion at moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it was so worth it. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, I, that, that's been something we've run into a lot. We have, we have nine worship leaders um, at our church and, if, if there is a spectrum from like indie music to Christian radio, like if that's the spectrum, we have people literally like smacked on both walls and all the way in between. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of like ideas that have to be just like sacrificed, you know? So, yeah, no, you said it just perfectly. I mean, it's all humility. It's, it's the end goal, you know, the end goal is to make heaven more crowded. Um, to reach as many people as possible. And when you, be, when you are doing the multi-site thing, you know, it's just really, really hard for everybody to get, you know, their opinion out there, their idea out there to, for them to have this vision and then to have this vision. And then we're going to, we're going to spend the money for that. And we're going to spend the money for that. And we're going to spend the money for that. It just becomes chaos versus if we have one direction we're headed um, and we can all just get behind it, man, we can just be so much more responsible with our finances, our margin, our creativity, our yeah. vision. Um, and then what actually happens is, is like you said, there's just such a blessing in that. There's such a blessing in, um, yeah. in just being unified. Unified mm-hmm. unity is, is one of our core values, um, as it probably is for a lot of churches. But um, unity is just a beautiful thing. It's a really, really beautiful thing. But unity means that everybody in that circle is giving something up, you know? That's right. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. 
That's great. So what's got you, what's got you guys fired up right now? What are you passionate about? What's getting you out of bed? What gets you fired up to go to the church? Like what's going on right now? Yeah. Sure. I'll go. I mean, right now um, we just got our senior pastor back. He was out for about five months. Um, oh, wow. Radical. Um, and I'm just so stoked to have him back. He's better than ever before. He's healthier than ever before. And wow. just came back the uh, first weekend of January. And it's just been like a rebirth of Red Rocks Church. The vibe, so cool. the, the, the spirit that has been on the weekends has just been like, unlike any other that we've experienced in a long, long time. So um, it's fresh, it's energetic, um, it's passionate. Um, and I just, I just know that God's up to something. And so for me, that's what gets me really, really excited about coming to church. It's like, yeah, but I want to see what God's about to do this weekend. I want to see what God during that song at this service, because it's probably different than what he did with that song at that service, you know? Um, so, so we're just in a really great season. Thank you, Jesus. And, um, you just, you know, good Lord. Thank you, Lord. Cause we haven't always been here, but we are just in a great season right now of health. Mm-hmm. And that's what, love it. that's what's really important. Mm, absolutely. Oh, you better, you better plug that in, bro. We're going to die on you here, guys. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> you better plug that in, bro. Oh, hang on. I'll be right back. Got to go get a charger. Worship your problem. That's oh, me. Start that's- second commercial. <laughs> that's a thousand my fault. I forgot my charger. Oh, that's all right, man. I had to buy multiples just because I forget them all over the place and I just try to stash them different places. That's smart. <laughs> I do that with chapstick here in Denver. Oh, what's your flavor? Uh dude, I just go I just go like original Burt's Bees, man. Did you time me? Oh nice, that's a good seconds? one. There you go. Yeah, strawberry. Uh, no, ask him, Corey, ask him, ask him how many of those tubes of chapstick does he have hoarded at his house? Oh, I do so. want to know that. Tell me. So it's a little bit of an issue uh, with my wife and that I, my flavor, my flavor is strawberry and strawberry used to be really, really hard to find. And so like we'd be traveling someplace and we'd go and get gas someplace and I'd walk into the store part and I'd see like 10 rolls of strawberry chapstick. I would just buy them all. And I did that yeah. for years. And so now <laughs> Amazon is a thing and you can buy like a flat of 25 or 50 or whatever. And so let's just say I have a lot. It's gonna take a really. It's gonna take a really long that. time for me to to run out of chapstick. People people were actually sending strawberry chapstick, like followers of the account yeah. of the podcast were sending to his church. He like would open a box and there'd be strawberry chapstick yeah. in there. So funny! <laughs> <Great gift>. Wow, <laughs> fantastic. Okay, so the, the that question that we ask everybody we have on, like if we could get every every band member, singer, production tech all over the world, if we could get them all in one place where we gave you guys a microphone to address them, what would you feel compelled to, you know, share with them, encourage them with what, what would you say? I think for me, um, this is a kind of a recent change of methodology for me. Um, but it's, it's been formative. I think that, uh, I have misunderstood worship leading for a long time. Um, I have inappropriately taken on a lot of responsibility to sell something or to, uh, I have to get them from A to B. I have to like convince them in the goodness of God. I have to convince them about this. And the best way I know to do that is 
to sing perfectly or to like, for if you're a tech person to like not miss any cues, like it needs to be perfect. And, and I think one thing that the, the Holy Spirit's been teaching me is like, your job is to minister to the presence of, of Jesus. Like your job is not to convince or sell or do anything other than tend to the presence of Jesus and bless his name. And I think that for me, it's been, it's been this formative thing because I, 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 I switch my perspective switches and, and I say, wait, I, I, I don't want to sing perfectly to convince anybody of anything anymore. I, I want to sing as best I can because I, I want to gift the presence of, of the, the, the holy presence of Jesus with the best thing I have. Yeah. Um, and, and if I could get, if, I think if people could just switch that mindset a little bit from the, I need to perform so that our yeah. church can experience X, Y, or Z. Instead, I need to give the best gift I know to give to the presence of God. And I, and I want to bless the spirit of God, like the Levites would in, in, in the old Testament, they were literally, their job was not to minister to the other tribes. Their job was to minister to the presence of God and to be holy of holies. Mm -hmm. And I think if we could just get everyone in the creative world to switch their mindset, to say, I want to minister to the presence of God. And I want, I want my multi-site church to be every, every, every campus and, and, I, I want my church to be an altar where the Holy of Holies, Holies dwells and he is blessed because of what I am offering. I think if we could switch that, man, it would just be such a different, um, it would be such a different culture in there. It, it wouldn't be a culture of, of perfection. It would be a culture of excellence. It wouldn't be a culture of, of comparison. It would be a, a culture of, of total abandon, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. That's mine. Fantastic. Yeah. He's right. It's really hard to live that. Um, yeah, it sure is. It's really hard to live that. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're at a 200-person church and it's just you or if you're at a 15,000-member church and you're one of nine. Um, it's really hard to live that because, mm -hmm. because people are watching you. <laughs> people are watching you and, and we're only human and we care about what people think, you know, and we want yeah. and we, a lot of times we can make the mistake of getting our validation from what others think and what others mm -hmm. think yeah. to me. Um, I know I've struggled with that for so long. So long. Um, one thing I would just say is, is God really doesn't need you. He wants you. <laughs> That's he right, baby. He wants you and he That's loves fantastic. you. Yeah. But you will not grow the church. You will not change a life. You will not heal a person. The Spirit of God can do all of those things and so much more, and He can do it through you. But all He needs is you to just be available to Him. And so, piggybacking off of what what um, Corey was saying is just like just being really, really close to Jesus. If you stay close to Jesus, all those things will just take care of themselves. You know what I mean? They just will. They just will. And and then you don't have to perform for anyone, and then you don't have to um, you don't have to impress anyone. And and then it's not your job to take a room and shift it and make sure that everybody had their hands raised and everybody's like healed today. It's not your job to do those things. Take the pressure off. You're not really that powerful anyways. God. Yeah. And so if you can just get up there and with the most authentic, true version of yourself, just worship the Lord and give yeah. him your very best. Like if he's standing right in front of you, like if he's walked into the room, which he already has and he's right there anyways, if you can do that, the rest will just be taken care of because yeah. people don't really want a performance. 
I think a lot of times um, we get our verbiage wrong, um, especially in church leadership. We're always trying to like raise attendance and do the thing, right? And I get it. Yeah. Um, but people don't actually want a performance. What they want that's is right. something that's real and authentic. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is contagious. Mm-hmm. The presence of God is contagious. And the presence of God is going to be there every single time you seek him out and every single time you're really yeah. true. Every time you take one step this way or one step that way, you're just taking one step further away from him and one step further away from who you really are. And mm-hmm. so the more you can just <sighs> center, man, when I get up there, <laughs> I'm worshiping Jesus. And it's mm-hmm. that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, you know, like Sean said uh, last Tuesday, we're just going to work with dad. You know, we're just there with our father. And whether or not, whether or not they're impressed or they're impressed or senior pastor's impressed or he or she's impressed, as long as we step out in faith, it is impossible to not please the Lord. So just step out in faith and follow, follow God, but just, just, just worship him and minister to his presence and yeah. everything else will just work itself out. Dude, I love that so much. We've talked uh, with, uh, do you guys know who Candace Payne is? The Chewbacca mom? Remember the lady who yes. puts the Chewbacca mom uh, face okay. on? Oh, I wish I did. She, <laughs> I love it. I'm tell- yeah, okay. So like, she like got famous, I guess is the word to put it, or notoriety, however you want to use it, for putting this Chewbacca mask on, filming herself laughing in like a Walmart parking lot. Yeah. It is, at this point, it has got the most views of any video that Facebook's ever had. Wow. Okay? So turns out, She's also the most profound, like kick you in the gut speaker you've ever heard in your life. Come on. And so she was saying as she goes around as these speaking tours with like Priscilla Shire and does all these different things she's doing. One of the things she sees all over is that like, because we live in an age of multitracks.com and YouTube where I can get on, like we get this false thing in our head. where like, well, if I can just go grab Red Rocks' tracks mm-hmm. and if I can dress like Corey and Tyler and if my lights can look like that, like that's it. That's the anointing. That's going to show people who they are. We're going to be able to get that thing. But what happens is when we all start to do those things, we begin to live off the scraps of Red Rocks' anointing and not yeah. figuring out if we don't take the time to spend time with Jesus alone in our context and culture, we're never going to figure out what the anointing is for our church and to live in the yeah. fullness of that anointing rather than the scraps of y'all's. Mm. Yeah. And dude, you know what? That, that, that makes me think of one thing that I just really feel... It, Lately, really, really impressed by the Holy Spirit for our volunteers here at our church. Um, like I, like Tyler was saying, like our church is going through kind of a big, a big transition. Every, like the the ship is turning. It might be at one degree, but it's still turning, and there's creaking. And it's like, whoa, we're we're moving this thing. And one of the things the Holy Spirit has said to me is, like, you need to be asking me what is on people, what is on them, what what have I put on their life? Don't don't take them and yank them by the collar back to what you did or what works, what worked. Yeah. Like ask me, like, listen to me. I will speak to you about what is on their life and honor that. And so there's, there's people. And, and, and there, so there's a, there's a part during breakthrough where I, I, I started singing, there will be victory here. Um, and I started lately, I've started thinking like th- there was this like weird pressure maybe a month after we released this song, like, like, Hey, we're going to do breakthrough. Um, we need it to be like epic. Like we need people to experience breakthrough go. <laughs> and there was so much pressure. There was so much like, Oh, wow. oh okay. I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your marriage is okay. after this. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's just like so much pressure. And then, you know what? It was actually, I was listening through the song. Cause we were like, we we're, we were, 
revamping a couple sections and I started listening to There Will Be Victory Here. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and he said, there will be victory wherever you sing this song, not because of what you're saying and it's not because of what the music sounds like, but it's because you ushered in my presence. And what my presence does is it breaks yokes. It breaks strongholds. It actually will break off the things that are plaguing people. And that's why there's victory there. But I I think it's important to always like pull yourself back into this, the now and and back into like the, the moment of saying, okay, Holy spirit right now in this room, what do you have on people? What, what is on people? What is on your people? That your that your presence wants to break off of them right now, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, I, I think I think if we can be attentive to that, it's it's that's that's the job of the worship leader, right? right. Like it's right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Do you guys find too that like sometimes when you think you've done your worst, God does His best? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like you like you go like you just walk off and you're like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Like and it was two weeks ago. My senior pastor comes off stage after the message, and the worship team comes out to do a, a closing song. And he looks at me and goes. I was all over the place. That was yeah. terrible. And he's freaking out. Yeah. And then he goes back on stage and 20 people got saved. Wow. Hey, let's go. Come on. Let's comes go. off, gets to the second service. Yeah. The same thing happens again. He walks back and he was just like, I thought I was going to be better this time. And it was actually worse. 15 more people got saved. So in a weekend that he thought he was on his C game, like four, over 40 people got saved let's in the services. Go. You know Come what I'm talking now. about? Like, I think sometimes we take the pressure off. Yeah. And just yeah go, all right, God, like, you just got to do it. Like the cool thing about scripture is we talks about like, just we're supposed to just cast the seeds out. We're supposed to tell yeah. people about us, yeah. whether it's through a song, whether it's through the preaching of the word of God, God's in charge of the multiplication, not us. I, uh, Man, I, come on. You know what? Funny story for you. Um, you can edit this out later if it's <laughs> too off color, but I was, I was, in, we had, uh, will dog it on. Nothing is off color. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Right. <laughs> Um, but I was in, I was at a church this last weekend, uh, in, in Wisconsin and I was singing breakthrough and the bridge of the song says, shake the mountains, break the walls apart. And we're about to go into the, <laughs> we're about to go into the bridge. And I just said for, I can't tell you why, but I just said, shake it <laughs> and in my head. All I can think about to like, Oh yeah. To like a, a, a wow. 1400 youth students. <laughs> I get off stage and I'm like, did I just tell a bunch of you students to shake it? Like, I'm going to jail. But I kid you not, that night I got this uh, this Instagram DM and this girl, she was like, hey, I know this is so weird, but today you said shake it. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said that I needed to shake off the things, that, that the addictions that I've been like sitting in. And I was like, yes, Holy Spirit, that is, that's great. You are a friggin' hoot. Boss. I yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I was at a I was at a conference and they were it was a, a vineyard worship conference like back in like the early two thousands. So like it was very different than what I was used to. These like kind of more emotional experiences. So they're doing a soaking session mm-hmm. where they're kind of just up there singing over you and they're like, yeah, get on your knees and do whatever. And so it was a little outside of my comfort zone. And so they're singing the song about something like taking things to the cross. And Brian Dirksen starts singing, and don't pick it up again. And my worship pastor's wife starts laughing. Yeah. I broke, not crying, because I had realized in my moment how many times I like go up to the cross. And then as I'm turning to walk away, I reach back and grab whatever it is because it's like a comfort thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> so 
we get in the car and Jamie's just like, oh my gosh, don't give it up again. And I start because she's when I go, most profound moment I've had so far. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dude, I know this goes back to last week's episode, but I have been stuck on this whole idea of like just following after peace. Like when you're trying to figure out what God is trying to do in your life, just follow after peace. Follow that peace. is that's good. Man. Somebody told somebody commented on the the graphic from the podcast last week and said they're getting that tattooed somewhere. Ooh, follow I love peace. it. Follow peace. You got any tattoos? That's awesome. I do not. I my wife either. won't let me get me one. I don't either. I think my wife would actually. I, really? I just I'm not sure. I'm 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 uncertain. Come on. Barbed wire around your biceps. Come on. Okay, I once got a temporary tat in Florida with that was barbed wire. Okay, so here's what happened. I got the barbed wire temporary tat. You can't okay. put any uh, sunscreen on it. Oh, So no. I didn't. So I put it up to the tat. So yep. then when the tat wore off, I had a red sunburn band with a white yep. outline of the barbed wire. That's fantastic. <laughs> Gosh, I'm awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 67 of the podcast. If you haven't yet, please like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. And we are just so thankful for you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. And until next time, see you. Deuces.